Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Welcome to the islands. You know, many people, they say, when you come to the islands, all we got is the ganja. And I tell you, man, we got so much more than just ganja. Like, we got white sandy beaches ganja. We got mountain ganja. We got beautiful sunset ganja. There is a lot to do in the islands, man. What we don't got is wrong and wronger. That's what you gotta tune in every week to get. And James, people are back again. Can you believe our good fortune? I don't know if listening to that can be described as good fortune. <laughs> for, for, those, for the two listeners who are still with us, he said beforehand that he, he did not have time to practice this one. It was just going to come out how it came out. And it shows. And more, more frighteningly, all of his other impersonations have been practiced. Like, multiple times. <laughs> Oh, And yet they're all just as good. That's the level of talent that I bring to the table for you every week. The tiny shred of faith in humanity I had is, is gone. It's just <laughs> gone. Well, I had a choice of either go Jamaican or go with like... 70s-era San Francisco Bay kind of hippie chick. And I, I went I went full island. <laughs> I, I think both paths would lead to disaster. So we are where we are. <laughs> well, where are we? We are in wrong and wronger. And you have been captured by the Breakwell Olivas Matrix. And so for the next 15 minutes or so, you will be exposed to an argument that has nothing to do with anything, but everybody has an opinion about it. And James, tonight... This is one that's been suggested a few times, but what are we talking about tonight? This is one I've previously vetoed for being too controversial, but we're going to tackle it head on tonight. <laughs> we're going to do the granddaddy of all topics. Which Ooh. is better, SUVs or minivans? SUV or minivans, and I believe you also vetoed it because you thought that most of your audience would already know you have a very strong opinion in one direction or the other, but for the uninitiated... You are going to go with whatever the Guam quarter of fate has. I to. will, in the in the interest of open and scholarly debate, I will let the coin decide my position. And at the end of this, we're going to vote. And James, I just wanted to bring something up that was brought to my attention this week by one of our interns. And I'm not sure. Were you tagged in on this little exchange I had with intern Carol? I clue me in. What was the exchange? Hmm. So intern Carol let me know who won this week, and I'm not going to say who because the names have been changed to protect the losers, <laughs> but the winner was <laughs> Steve. Anyway, but she went back and looked at how many weeks she's uh, been she, tabulating. She did tell me this, yes, that, uh, that basically that, that, that math is broken and democracy doesn't work. She, wait, she did inform me of that. So well, I don't know that that was the exact word she used. You know, it, it, Steve and I, we, we butt heads on here, but it's really, it's all an act. Because behind the scenes, when the camera goes off, we get along. We're on the same page, and we agree on so many things. I can't tell you how many times 
we've shut off the camera, and Steve just goes, Breakwell, you won that one, hands down. There's no way the polls are going to show that I, that, that, that I won. And it, it comes out, and somehow Steve wins, and he's, he's as flabbergasted as I am. We honestly don't understand what the voters are doing. But that's okay, <laughs> because it's all a show, and it's, you know, if you guys want to vote crazy, that's fine. But Steve knows, and I know, that I've won 100% of these. We are, we are wow. in sync on that. You know, James Breakwell for Indiana State Senate is coming up at some point, and I think he's going to do well. That's just me, but all right. Well, yeah, no, that's all true. Uh, <laughs> what James was trying to say is that uh, intern Carol has been our intern for 15 weeks now, and I'm sure all of she thinks her pay is in arrears and it's all like back piling but anyway that in 15 weeks steve that's me the better looking of the two of us has won nine times out of the 15 attempts wow james that's better than 50 50 isn't it again it doesn't tell the whole story it tells a tiny little part of the story the part of the story that's wrong actually the part of the story that's wronger but you know what? If that's if that's all you're looking for is a surface level victory and not expanding the deeper human understanding of our of our listenership, then then by all means sure. take that hollow victory. Sure, sure. Hey, listen, the silver medal. If you came really, really super close to getting the gold, you got a story for the rest of your life, man. That's great. All right, I see how it works. Uh, anything on your mind you wanted to bring up this week, as you were almost down to three children? I, yes, I, I would like to go ahead and give you a compliment while I'm still at it. Uh, oh. <laughs> I would like to compliment you, as we do every week, because I compliment you, because again, we're we're on the same page, as we agree that I won. Um, it, it, uh, <laughs> yes, right. yeah. yes, and Steve, yes, and that's how this works. <laughs> oh, that's right, the art of improv. So... Anyway, I would like to compliment you for being the most laid-back podcast co-host ever. I just because I was oh, I was up you, till two a.m. writing about how my children had destroyed my house, and as I was frantically <laughs> banging this out, and finally like, oh good, I can go to bed. It's two a.m. I don't have to wake up till like five twenty. I can get you know three and a half hours of sleep almost. <laughs> and at no point did Steve inform me. Oh, by the way, you didn't cut the copy of 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. It came out like 24 hours late. And at no point did he tell me this. He didn't shoot me a gentle reminder. He didn't give me a call. He didn't send me an email. He just like, eh, he'll figure it out maybe. Maybe not. Which I did. Like this afternoon, like long afterwards, like I better go share a link to that. And it was nowhere to be found. So uh, so oh. thank you for being laid back to the point of disaster. That was That was helpful. <sighs> Well, uh, two things. One, it's a good episode. And so if you haven't listened to, frankly, they're all pretty good episodes, if I do say so myself. But this last one was, this last one was good because it was almost an ir, uh, immovable object and the irresistible force come together and we had to comment on it. But having said that, our relationship is kind of like a marriage in that I know you well enough to trust if something doesn't happen, <laughs> there's a darn good reason that it didn't happen. And even our brief exchange when we were trying to figure out when we were going to record this one, you get a lot more uh, clipped in your replies when you're busy and, and underneath like 12 things. And <laughs> your reply was pretty clipped. So I'm like, all right, I, he's off doing his thing and he'll figure it out. I know that about you are a worker bee. And that's my compliment to you. I've given it to you before, but if something doesn't happen on time or something doesn't happen the way it's supposed to, there's usually a reason behind it. And not even usually. There's always a reason <laughs> behind it. And it's going to happen at some point. You, sir, do not miss marks 
that if something has to get done, you're going to get it done. Now, whether it gets done on time <laughs> is sometimes up for debate, but I know it's going to get done, and what the hell? Yes. For future reference, just send me a note, because if I have to skip doing laundry or watching the kids, like, I can strategically cut into other things. <laughs> just can't cut into that newsletter. That newsletter is sacrosanct. <laughs> that news... Well, and the one two newsletters ago was your explanation of the bear... And I think, and I don't think you were exaggerating. You had to cut that thing from like eight thousand to six thousand words. That was a tome that you put out. <laughs> it it started out at six thousand and ended up at like forty six hundred. That was an adventure. Okay. That that was the story I'm going to tell my grandkids. Like that was <laughs> that was it. And that story is to be continued. That will be resolved months down the road. I'm just setting the stages now. This is a Ooh. this is a slow burn. This is people who are in that email list. They're going to be along for a ride. Yeah, and get on the email list. And if I'm not mistaken, you now have a bear within your possession, even though it is not under your roof. Yes, it is at the safe house. And again, my, bro my brother's not supposed to find out about this, but uh, he does not listen to any of my podcasts. He's not on the email no. list. I should be safe. Like, I could show a picture of the bear on this podcast, and he would not know. So. Here's, here's the beauty of Breakwell. So I've been at your house a couple of times. And at one point, I asked your wife about something we'd done on the podcast, and her answer was, yeah, I don't listen. <laughs> it's like, both of you were in total agreement that that was just normal, like, yeah, she doesn't have any interest in what I do outside of what I do that she has interest in. This is true. I mean, does your wife go and look at your psychology seminar? Surely, surely she checked out of those long ago. My wife has literally never seen me perform. <laughs> like, literally. She'll travel with me and be like, yeah, I'll see you later. I'll just pick you up when you're done. That's the way that it works. She does watch the podcast, though. And she, she listens oh, to the commute. Was, yes. It's a poor choice. Poor choice. She should have gone, gone cold turkey. No, Steve. That's, that's the goal. <laughs> well, speaking of cold turkey, I have just in uh, my zest to get into a spirited conversation with you. I have dropped the Guam quarter of fate. Hold on a minute. You are out of control. Man, I tell my kids, if it's not at least a quarter, I'm not going to bend down and pick it up because it just ain't worth the return trip to me to drop a dime and pick it up or a nickel. Forget about it. All right. So the Guam quarter fate, we're 10 minutes into this thing, James, and we've entertained nobody but ourselves. And that's I don't all... even know that that's always true. Yeah. We're, we're lucky if we can entertain ourselves. That's two more people than usual. So we got the Guam Quarter of Fate here. It has made its way back from the Gulf Coast with me. I am in Journey 5 Studio in Nashville, but I got to go to Syracuse tomorrow morning. So we had to get this one under the wire. What do the two sides represent for you tonight? Heads, I am minivans. Tails, I am SUVs. All right. Heads is minivan. Tails is S. Ooh, we finally got a tails. Oh! You, sir. I mean, yes. What? Yes. Good. <laughs> SUVs. <laughs> Well, that's definitely what I wanted. Well, you have to collect yourself. Hold on a minute. I thought I was going to need a minute. I thought for once the gods were going to smile upon me, and and they did because, of course, I totally wrote a section in my book about how much I love SUVs. That's a thing. But really, let me let me just get into character here. Let me just set aside all of my personal beliefs and a lifetime of personal learned experience. Okay, I'm centered. I can do this. Okay, so. <laughs> SUVs are what you drive when you're young and fun and have something to prove. 
Minivans are what you drive when you're dead inside. Like when your oh, life is that's over, not a, you go that's out. That's not always an insult. But it, I. Yeah, you go out and you get the minivan. You say, "How many kids can I shove in here? How many how many liquid beverages are going to be spilled all over the floor? How <laughs> slow and, and and carefully can I drive down the road?" I mean, you go there and they give you a stand. You buy your minivan. They give you the standard issue stick figure family to plop up on the back, and you just go until you fill it with kids, and then you die. Like that is the order of life. Young and fun, minivan, death. And there's really not much in between. There's a reason that people will pay a premium for for SUVs. They cost more because they're worth it. It's worth that extra price to prove that you are still uh, young and spontaneous, that you are worth knowing, that you are worth being around. Like Nobody looks at somebody driving a minivan and goes, yeah, I want to go meet them. It, It doesn't happen. SUVs are cool. They're where it's at. And you got nothing on this one, Steve. Welcome to loss number one. <laughs> James, I can almost feel your your heart aching all the way over here through the phone. The only way that an SUV, and the way that we're going to structure our argument pro is to just talk about how awful the other one is. But the only way that an SUV is young and fun is if you have like a dog named like Chip or Chuck and it wears a bandana around its neck and, and goes in the back. Or if you have a kayak or something to put in the back. SUVs don't mean fun. You get a convertible if you want fun. You get a Honda Del Sol, or you get a Camaro, or you get a Mustang convertible. SUV means I haven't quite made uh, peace with the fact that I'm now a suburbanite, and I have to live with these children and and this dog who's not named Chuck. The dog was named by the kids, and it's like something that uh, like it's it's named uh, like Dynomut or something. But no, the minivan. There are so many advantages to the minivan. I just listed a few of them here as I was thinking about them. One is the thing that I love, and I've rented a minivan a few times on the road. Is that sliding door on the side, man? You push a button, and it's almost like a butler gets out and opens the door for you and it doesn't take up any space like you can park that sucker anywhere and the door just it it hugs the side of the van as it's opening so it's convenient it's usually remote controlled you can get in and if you forgot to close the door you push a button and that sucker closes with a gentle whoosh it doesn't close with a wham like your kids will when you're driving your suv that you're so in love with but the minivan it also has a lot of room like you can fit the kayak and the dog named chuck and the kayak of like your hot supermodel girlfriend because you're young and hip still even though you drive a minivan, and her dog, which is probably a cat and has a name like uh, Mr. Fluffles or something that's ridiculous, but you pretend you like because she's kind of hot and she's your girlfriend and she's a supermodel. But that's what a minivan gives you, man. It's got the space. You can shove kids in there. You can shove furniture in there. That thing can haul like a boat inside the minivan. You don't even need a tow hitch on the back of that thing. The minivan has options. The SUV doesn't. And the SUVs, by the way, they're getting smaller. They're called crossovers now. And basically what it is is a Honda Civic hatchback from 1984. But they can charge an extra 12 grand because they call it a crossover. It's got a cool, hip-happening name. Kind of ironic, don't you think? Anyway, but the minivan... You can be proud of that minivan, even if you are fully embracing your new role, your new identity as a hero, as a parent (laughs) who stays in the life of your children, because everyone now is a hero for one reason or another, and you can be the minivan hero. Some of those stick figures, no, one, one of them wears a cape, and that's you, and that's all I got to say about that, Breakwell. 
Okay, so here's the deal. There are crossover SUVs, but there are still big SUVs. They are out there. They are the the premium vehicle of the fleet. You know, you get your big your big suburban out there with three rows to haul people in comfort. <laughs> subdivision. Yeah, yeah, because if you actually want to fit kids with legroom, if you've got teenagers to haul, you're not getting them in the backseat of that minivan. You need the suburban. You need the big, bulky SUV because it's got power. When it snows, I know you're down there in Nashville where if you get one snowflake, they shut down the city for six years. But up here, <laughs> If you get a snowflake, we shut down the city for six years. Yes. <laughs> but up here, you know, you got to drive through that stuff. You get two, three inches of snow, and you just got to drive through it to get to work. It just it's your problem. Suck it up. You got that SUV. It's bigger. It's heavier. It's stronger. It goes through that snow. It keeps you on the road. It keeps you safe. And people defer to you. Nobody's going to cut you off when you're in the bigger vehicle because you have safety on your side. You have mass. It's just science. You are driving down the road in a big, powerful tank, and you know your kids are going to get there safely. I'm sorry, Steve. I want my children to live. So there, there's that. <laughs> also, you can't really fit a boat inside a uh, inside a minivan unless it's like a little inflatable <gasps> raft. You're going to go there with a, a bike pump and pump it up. You want to haul a real boat? You want to enjoy the day on the lake? Then you need a real SUV. There's nobody out there hauling a boat with an <laughs> with a with a minivan. That's not a thing. You're going to tear out the transmission. You're you're going to have smoke pouring out. You're going to void the warranty. Your insurance guy is just going to you know, give you one look and kick you out the door. No, an SUV is where it's at. It can take that boat to the boat ramp, back it down safely, and give you a fun day on the lake. I mean, it gives you recreation. It gives you options. I mean, and think about like the brands that are out there. If you really want to go off the road, if things get dicey, if you just want to have fun, you got Jeep, you got Range Rover, you got all of those fun brands that have the, the torque and the horsepower you need to go off road. I mean, minivans barely have the power to stay on the road. I mean, it's like, oh, this is gravel. I better get out of here. This is getting too rough. I mean, SUVs are adventure. Why would you say no to adventure? James, I realize the, the elite one percenters, such as yourself, don't <laughs> care about things like fuel efficiency. SUVs, those big ones, those measure fuel efficiency not in mileage, but in yardage. Like those <laughs> things, they, they don't go very, the tank's got to be the size of like an oil tanker, like uh, that floats out on the ocean just to get them from point A to point B. The minivan, they're built for efficiency and economy. They're everything that all of the green people want, that they don't <laughs> leave a carbon footprint. They leave a carbon fingerprint, just a little dainty brush against the uh, credenza of life, of the earth. I don't even know where I'm going. With that metaphor. But the point is that uh, they're going to get you from A to B, and some of them, like you can't get a Chevy subdivision that plugs in, but you can get minivans that plug in and recharge. There's so many options to make sure that the children, who, by the way, your children, after reading several of your newsletters, I'm convinced if them and your wife have to live in the same house, you ain't going to have teenagers at any point. <laughs> there's going to be some royal rumble that goes down, and uh, nobody, there's going to be one walking away alive, and it might be Waffle, actually, now that I think this through. But the point is the minivan are the way to go both from in terms of mother earth and how dare you take on my hyperbole with the boat that uh, <laughs> i i could take on all your hyperboles but we'd be here all night which looking at the counter we kind of have been already but i think the people would agree the minivan is the way to go it's not a sellout it's you reaching a new echelon of comfort with who you are i i have to say i admire the new chevy subdivision i wasn't sure if that was you being witty or if you just couldn't remember the name of a suburban i choose not to give you the benefit of the doubt <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you uh, if you if you're somebody who's made it in life, you're not gonna you're not gonna go to a minivan. You're gonna go to an SUV, and that's really what separates the haves from the have-nots. Anybody who can get an SUV 
does get an SUV, and then the leftovers take the minivan. That's just that's just the way it is. It's the way it shakes out. As far as mileage, really, truthfully, if you look at the gas mileage in a minivan, it's not that great. It's not that different from an SUV, depending on the model. And there's really probably only separation between the regular minivan and the giant SUVs. And the giant SUVs have so many advantages that it doesn't even matter. And I mean, I... It just, it's so huge that you could fit in extra people. I mean, there's only so many seat belts in there. But if it came time for a crisis, if a volcano exploded or something, or worse came to worse, <laughs> you got an apocalypse scenario. You're like, we just need to get people in here and get them out of here. You could easily, you could clown car that thing up. You could fit three whole families in there, slam down the gas, and drive out of there. Like, how many disaster movies have you seen where the heroes escape in a minivan? None. They jump in an SUV and ride to safety. I mean, it is known. Have you seen Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds? I beg to differ with you. You got one, and that movie was ridiculous. The, the, You're the, talking to the pop culture. The guy monsters here. were they were on. under. They're like, oh, well, they came from Mars, but also they already hit, hid their invasion fleet underground yes. on Earth. How does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. It makes as much sense as using an SUV to fight off the alien, or using a minivan to fight off the aliens. And it only works. He found one working battery. I am seen that movie steve it is garbage it was you the must solenoid not the battery how dare you sir? it was the battery pulled the battery off the, the shelf <laughs> your argument is garbage like your taste in movies is garbage i'm gonna roll the dice <laughs> roll the dice you can't you tell me to roll the dice movies. i decided to roll the dice <laughs> All of our viewers are watching a disaster movie right now. <laughs> no, some are listening to one, and most are listening to nothing. <laughs> They're listening to sweet, sweet silence. <laughs> All right. So just to remind you, because I think this is the problem. Every time I give the disclaimer, I win. You are not voting for which you personally prefer. You are voting for who made the better argument. Even if you hate SUVs, if you think I made a better argument, you are legally obliged to vote for me. That's that's just how it works. Obliged? And if, wow. if you think Steve made the better argument... You really don't have to vote at all. You can just take the night off. It's okay. So if you want to vote for me and Justice and SUVs, vote for 52. If you want to vote for Steve and whatever he's arguing about tonight, I don't know. I think he's like <laughs> pro-communist or something. 30, oh, 39. God. And then if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 67. All right. So if you want to vote for a guy who tells you what to do, then vote 52 for James. If you want to vote for a guy who has been appointed by James as being one of the most laid back people <laughs> he knows, someone that will just take it back. I take it all back. Someone that will come sit on your porch swing with an open Bartles and James and just chat with you on a lazy summer night with the cicadas chirping in the background. Vote for 39. And if you want to throw your vote away, we've already talked about how you do that with Breakwell because he really doesn't win but one third of the time. <laughs> but vote for 67. So that is that. We have taken up way more of your life than we have probably any deserve to do. But until next week. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, talking for James, the exploding unicorn breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>